You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I'm so excited. I'm actually not, um, one, not in studio because I haven't been in studio in like well over a year, but I'm also not home. I'm doing podcasting on the go this week, at, at least temporarily. But of course, anytime I travel, no matter where I'm going, whether it's sneaking into my Uber or into the gym, I always have my housewives watching wine, which is right here and ready today. I'm going to be drinking. Now tell me who go and check me, boo. Give you some ASMR. Look at that. like Paris Hilton when she does ASMR videos on YouTube. Um, love that that's, that's my comparison. Housewives Watching Wine, available now at nofilterwine.com. It's light, it's crisp, it's going to get you litty city. It's 12.8% alcohol. So you're definitely going to want to stock up on some of my No Filter Wine, nofilterwine.com. All right, are we ready to welcome today's very special guest? Joining me today is a fellow reality TV connoisseur with some signature sass. She's an actress, she's a TV host, and she's here to break down all things housewives. Please welcome, from the Bravo Breakdown, Sasha Morfa. Hi, Zach. How, How you are doing? you? I'm good. How are you? I got, look, I'm, I got my wine ready. I'm ready to get I Liddy City. I love... And who gonna check me boo is probably my favorite mm-hmm. one. I love a who gonna check me boo. Thank you so much for having me. You gotta send me one of those cases. I'm that, sending so you a yes. Together. I'll send you a variety we have now. Tell me who gonna check me boo. I'm ready to mention it all. I'm ready to flip a table and I yes. stole Kim's goddamn house. So. Oh yes, and twelve percent. That's that's pretty impressive to fit in a can. That is very strong. Yes, it is. Yeah, and they're they're little but they're mighty. Nice. No, they're good. They're going to get you Liddy City. Sasha, you're going to be ready. This summer, you're going to be lit. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So how are you? So as a lot of um, people in our community saw, we just did Bravo's Pride Parade. Yes. Which was very exciting. I loved seeing all the familiar faces. That was really fun. I love that they're doing that because I was like, it sucks whenever it's like, you know, you don't get to do the Pride and have all the activities. But I love that they were able to put something together and get everyone involved. It's really fun. It was fun. I saw so many like familiar podcasters and Instagrammers in the videos. And, and it's just, it's a good time. I love that Bravo was yeah. like, okay, we can't maybe, we maybe can't do some big parade that we're normally used to, but like, let's connect in another way. And we had a lot of Bravo labs, which is a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to rewatch the broadcast, if you missed it, you can watch it uh, on Bravo's Twitter account at Bravo TV. Nice. Sasha, talk to me. I know you have been following Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I've been following it. We've been breaking down this Girardi scandal. So Erica Mm -hmm. is now requesting. She requested to have Ronald Richards, who is an attorney. I've had him on this podcast before. I think I had him on back in March to kind of answer all of our questions about the case. He's since been greenlit to, to kind of spearhead the investigation into Erica She wanted to have him removed from the investigation. That motion was denied. She wants to have him removed again. 
and it looks like the judge is, is trying to trying to push it or not trying to push it, but it, they seem to be in support of Ronald Richard staying on. Do you think that he should be removed? Do you think he is biased? So he his claims are that he has tried to get Erica to cooperate and she's not cooperating. She's not giving over the information about the wire transfers from Tom. So in that sense, it's like, is I don't know that that's slanderous if it's true, but she's claiming that it's not true. So how do we? Well, I think her claims are, are that he um, actually, so they're claiming that he violated the ethical rules to which he's bound to for unfairly targeting her and attempting to destroy her credibility. And he, so what they're bringing mm. in is his Twitter account and then all of these YouTube interviews that he's been doing. So they're saying the fact that he's oh. continued to go on YouTube and talk okay, about the case okay. and kind of, you know, not talk highly yes. of her. So for me, yes. I'm, a, I'm a little torn with it. I I'm do just, think then, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little torn with it because I'm kind of I, like... I think it gets a little bit messy when you start doing podcasts and yeah. interviews and things like that. It was different because like he did my podcast before he was even asked to join the investigation, but now he's okay. still doing it. So she, he recently did Up and Adam on YouTube, up, up and Up and Adam Live. He did an interview and that was drawn into, that was one of the examples that they pulled. They even hyperlinked it in the filing where they're like, this is an interview that he did. And like, if you're like, it's one thing, I think, to tweet about it and to talk about it right. and then to get the attention. And then once you get brought on to the investigation, then I would think at that point you'd be like, let me remove myself from social media and the Internet and do my job. Because yes. my understanding is he's also making a percentage of whatever money they're able to pull back from her based off of this investigation. And right now they're uh, going after 20 million. So it looks like he might be. Wow. The ballpark range is usually about 30 to 40 percent. So he might be wow. potentially collecting 30 to 40 percent, from my understanding, of that 20 million if he's able to get it back from her. Wow. Okay. So my advice to him would be shut your mouth, stop doing all of these media outlets so you can get your payout. Like if that amount of money were on the line, I would not be running my mouth. I would rather collect the paycheck and say, fuck Twitter. Yes. I'm not even going to go exactly. on Twitter. I don't need to do an interview. I'll do it after, you know, cause she's going to do a book. She's going to ha- do a tour. You know it. You so know it. he can do his own book and then, you know, or just sit with, the- I mean, that's a couple mil that he could be potentially. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll have to say, like, I agree with Erica. It's like, if you're going to be on my case, then, like, let's make it professional. Let's be professional about this because she is a reality star. But this is a real case. This is a real court case. This is people's lives that we're talking about. This is not your chance to go out here and get, you know, media followers and Instagram and all that stuff. So you can get your following. And I mean, people, everybody wants to have a name. Yeah. You know, and that's what this comes down to. Yep. I mean, this is like the O.J. Simpson case, you know, where you're trying yeah. to build or the Aaron Brockovich yep. case. I mean, how mm-hmm. that's really come full circle. But yeah, I mean, it's the opportunity to turn yourself into a Robert Kardashian yep. or a Tom Girardi based off of the pop or an Aaron Brockovich based off of the popularity yeah. of where you stand. You know, this is your chance to actually make a name for yourself. Yeah, he's going about it wrong, though. You can't be messy with it like that. You know, I mean, come on, you're an attorney. You're not a housewife. <laughs> I know. Stop I know. acting like it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so what if... We need to coach him. We do him need to coach advice. I'm going to tweet... Well, we know he's on Twitter, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to tweet him some, some yes. of my own advice. <laughs> so we've... Um, 
we've seen that some of the other current and former housewives have spoken out about Erica. Kelly Dodd came out and she said that she thinks that Bravo is a double standard because they fired mm-hmm. her, but yet they've continued to keep on Erica, who has had these allegations that are, you know, being investigated right now, her and her husband. And then on the opposite side, we also have Candace Dillard from Real Housewives of Potomac. And she's saying that, like, people are being too quick to judge Erica and we don't even have all of the information. Like, it's more of just the speculation or the Ronald Richards tweets that are really the most incriminating pieces. We have the Hulu documentary that came out, which I'm sure you saw. Mm -hmm. What do you think of Kelly Dodd and Candace speaking out? Well, Kelly Dodd, it's like, girl, just go on, go on, get off my screen. I don't want to hear you. I don't follow you. You're blocked on all. I don't need to hear anything she has to say. So I don't, I don't care about anything that Kelly Dodd says. Like, it's like, yeah, there's one, it's one thing to be a felon, but it's another thing to be like racist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are two different things that we're dealing with. Like, don't compare yourself. Like, these people don't say it and do the things that she does. Like, yeah, they are problematic in their own way, but that's a problematic that I want to watch. Like, I want a front row seat to seeing Jen Shaw get arrested. I don't want to watch a show with Kelly Dodd spewing out the stuff that she spews on social media. Like, she doesn't deserve a platform, so she's out of here. And as far as Candace, I can kind of see where she's coming from with like, yeah, we don't have all the evidence, but that's what we do. We, this is what we were given. Right. So this that's all we can gather. From what we can tell, she looks pretty, her hands look pr- really dirty. Like there looks like there's some involvement going on. She's definitely not innocent. Let's say that. we're not. I'm not saying that, oh, Erica was sitting uh, down with Tom and they were calculating together, like, oh, how much money we're going to take and that she knew all the inner workings of this man's business. Because I doubt that he, the, 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 the amount of power that he held over her, I doubt that he, he would even let her in on what's going on yeah. to that level. But that's not to say that she's innocent. Right. You know, so I think that it's very fair what we have speculated and what we've gathered is fair to say that. So Candace can go mind her business and worry about her own franchise. <laughs> but is Candace good at minding her own business? I feel like that's no. <laughs> that's what she's good at is diving in. And the point that I kind of tried to make um, when it comes to like the Girardi stuff, because people are like, oh, fire Erica, fire Jen Shaw, because, you know, they've had charges filed against them or there's investigations going on. But my thing is, it's like, what makes their crimes any different from watching like a true crime documentary or watching a documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix that people are so fascinated and enamored with. It's like, you're still giving them a platform. You're still giving them popularity. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's getting some nudes in, in prison now that we're doing more documentaries about him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I guess the main, I guess people's main argument is that it's like the aspirational aspect and how Erica was really big about flaunting and bragging about, you know, the money that she spent, but that's a really good point though. It's like, we praise all these people, all these shows, like we're watching it. The money's going somewhere from the viewership. (laughs) They're still getting, it's still getting that same amount of buzz around it. It's the same concept. So I agree with that. No. Yeah. Um, I remember I did an interview with Law 360 and they asked me, they're like, why are people supporting Erica? And I'm like, I don't think that it's necessarily people supporting Erica, but like culturally, we love scandal. Culturally, we love to watch the train wreck as bad as it is. And as much as we gasp and clench our pearls and have an opinion on Twitter, we're not going to turn away from it. And television networks know that. And so they're going to exploit that. I did find it interesting, though, in this most recent episode of Beverly Hills, it kind of felt like the producers were changing their or not the producers, but the editors were changing their tune just a little bit, because in the earlier episodes, it seemed like there were a little more shady edits 
of Erica and in this most recent episode where she finally opens up about the divorce, which took us four fucking episodes to get here, but here we are, finally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It seemed like they were showing the flashbacks of, like, Tom snapping at her or at least Vanderpump at the table. It seems like they're supporting that storyline or that narrative that she was building in her confessionals and when she was telling the women about her divorce. Yeah, and to that I say too little too late. Like, it's not going to work, which I I appreciate the arc. Like, I love a give and a take. And I love to, you know, flip flop. Like, I love a housewife one week and hate them the next. So yeah. I'm all here for it. Like, I like that they're giving us that range. But uh, it's too late. Like, we've already we already know the outcome. And, and, you know, good for her. It's like she works for the network. You know, I would hope they would have her back to some extent. You know, they obviously hire her and have her on camera. So if they completely threw her under the bus, I feel like it would be harder for her to continue to open up. Like, I bet that that was probably a part of the reason why she was giving us what she was giving us was that she thinks in her mind that they're going to paint it the way that she wants it. So I'd rather have that than nothing, just cold stone Erica. Because other than that, she's given us no emotion, no nothing. So I definitely don't buy it, though. Like, good job, editors. They're doing a great job. Like, I, I appreciated the music and the tears and the, the still moments and the acting that she does is just like, I, I, you know, I'm an actor and I understand what she's doing so clearly, like the small movement that she's doing, like they teach you when you work on camera mm. to make everything really small and intense. And you'll notice that whenever she cries, it's not like, a, it's like a very still and like she specifically will turn and let the, let the tear roll so the camera can catch it. Like she's really good at what she does and they're really good at it. So I, you know, I appreciate the journey, but we all know where this is headed, you know? Yeah. What do you think <laughs> about her allegations that Tom was more, I guess the, the picture she was trying to paint is that he was like emotionally negligent and potentially verbally abusive towards her. Yeah. Do you think that that was an element of their marriage? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's to no surprise to me. And I noticed that scene with Lisa the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like, I, I will never forget that when he said, pardon me, Erica. And then the look on Erica's face, like, this is just how he is. There was no shock in her face whatsoever. So I definitely believe that. And like I said, it's, and she said it so clearly, it's like she was the one that made good with the older man with a younger son. So he always had the upper hand. And I get it. It's like being out in L.A., it's expensive. You're out here waiting tables and you have a, a kid, to be you know, it, 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 right, it. right. <laughs> and this man comes along and like, you don't have to work anymore. There's a lot I would put up with to not have to work. Sorry. That's just, I'm that type of girl. Yeah. So I, I do believe that that was in their relationship, but I don't feel bad for her at all because like, that's what you sign up for. These type of men, they yeah. have to feel in charge. Yeah. That's a part of the dynamic. That's what you're signing up for. Yeah. You're, so. you're marrying the ego. Exactly. And you signed up for that. And that's the role that you signed up to play. That was in the job description. And now you want us to feel bad for you. I don't think so. What I don't do you, think so. What do you think? And, and, and she already put out a book and said nothing bad about Tom in the book. That's true. One bad thing. So you had your chance. I mean, I think there's definitely going to be a follow up book and that's going to be oh, the tell yeah. all. The real tell all, right, right. The true, the e true Hollywood story. Uh huh. What do you think about the allegations that he's been cheating on her? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I feel like they were living separate lives. I don't think yeah. they had a lot of intimacy anyway. I'm surprised he's sleeping with anybody, to be honest. <laughs> Listen, when you have that kind of power and money, they're all gonna jump at you. 
right? Okay, look. So yeah, maybe he was. I'm sure he was. I wouldn't put it past him. But I don't think that's any reason. Like, is she trying to use that as an excuse of a part of the divorce? Like, oh, he's cheating on me. You were probably cheating on him too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had some sort of arrangement. I'm pretty sure that of there wasn't. Of course they did. Yeah, there was no, you know, monogamy in that relationship. No, 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 no. He liked young, pretty girls, and I'm sure you know she needed somebody that could get it up without having to pop a blue pill. Mm-hmm. And schedule mm-hmm. it around their medication. Yes. <laughs> it's just it just baffles me that like she thinks like us as the viewers like people think that because the housewives is so ridiculous and you know not the most intelligent thing to be watching that the viewers are not intelligent right. like the bravo viewers are very smart and the fact that she's trying to create this narrative and really believes that we're gonna buy it it's insulting to me it's like wow you really you really do not think highly of us as viewers like that we haven't watched the entire this whole franchise like we know how this machine works it's bigger than you and that just goes to show that she has no humility for me she lacks humility because of how much she's insulting our intelligence by really trying to cram this narrative down our throats that oh oh, i have to leave the marriage because we stopped communicating whoa and yeah i mean I, i don't think any of us ever thought that they ever were communicating I mean, and to Garcelle's point, why not just wait? Right, but that that's how you know that, like, she knew something was she about knew to pop something off. Was a, yeah. Because otherwise, I'm sure she would have. Yeah. Otherwise, why You've not just wait? You've been unhappy for 20 yeah. years. Right. You've been unhappy for 20 years. What's a couple more? 10 more, maybe? Yeah, at best. Exactly. <laughs> have have the, the nurses slip a little cyanide in, in his Slip a little, a, little, a little sprinkle. Just a little, just a little sprinkle. <laughs> a little bit you know, every not day. Too not too much. Just a little yeah. bit every day. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably been planning this pretend amnesia for a while with him. God, I know. I know. Did you see him out having lunch with his yes. pretty little blonde thing? Yes, I did. And then some people were saying, oh, that's a business partner or a lawyer or something like that. It's apparently his travel agent. But and I just did a whole video about this mystery woman on my YouTube channel. Um, and he's apparently been seen with her several times, like spotted out oh. with her at like the polo lounge, um, spotted out with her on New Year's Eve. But I just find it so interesting that like we've been able to identify that this woman is possibly his travel agent, but we don't know her name. We don't know. We don't know what her business or travel agency company actually is. And every time we get these photos of him out with her, her face is always blurred. So there's something about that that even seems like if we spotted him out with this mystery blonde five times, but yet we don't know who this woman is like that just seems a little fishy to me. Yeah, it does. It does, especially with the blurred face. Like what? What? And like you said, for it to be that many times and we still aren't able to. Have oh, and this dates back. Weird. I mean, the first time I think we saw her was back in like 2017. So she's been around for a minute. Interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. So who knows who she? Well, I mean, more, more, more will be revealed. I'm sure. I mean, fingers crossed. Tell me who the mention at all. Tell me who this woman is. If anybody's good at blasting this, it's the Bravo world. They know how to investigate. Uh huh. Come uh-huh. on, Dimois, move that emoji. I know, right? Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> what are your thoughts about New York this season? 
You know, I I am conflicted because I get so excited about Ebony. Like, I love Ebony. I love everything that she is. Like, we're Ebony and I are from very similar. We have a very similar background. Like, she's from uh, North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. She went to Chapel Hill. I went to Elon. Um, she was an actor out here for a short amount of time. I actually, like, ran into her once on set when I was, like, first moving out to L.A. And, like, she's just... I love to see that level of black excellence on TV. So that's why I get so conflicted. But then I hate the position that she's in, yeah. which if it were, I wouldn't want it. If it had to be someone, I'd want it to be her because Ebony says often that this is the work she does on Fox news, on her podcast. She uses her platform to speak on, you know, social justice issues and things that are important. Like that's not something that is a, a job for her that she feels like it's a burden to carry, but I hate that she has to do that because these conversations are only coming up because these white women literally don't know how to act around a person of color. Like they don't know how to not be racist. They don't, they, it's like, it's like, it's not even like something that they're thinking about. Like with Ramona and these things that they say, they're not even thinking about it. Like they literally have been in their bubble for so long that they don't know what is and what's not. So with that being said, it's cringe worthy because of that. But I, I am enjoying seeing these conversations happen because they weren't happening before. Now, do I want to watch a whole season of this? No. So I'm hoping that they're going to take us on a journey and this doesn't keep happening over and over and over again. So someone asked me like, how many apples would I give it on a scale of one to 10? I mean, I would maybe give it four apples wow, and then give Ebony generous. 10 apples. Four. What do you think? I would say maybe two. Okay. Um, Let me hear your thoughts. I just think the season lacks a lot. I mean, it lacks enough women. I think that five is not enough to carry a full season. I think I'm really disappointed. I love Ebony. And I think I, as viewers, we would all love her individually. But in the integration of this show at this time, like you said, she's just become that's become her role. And it's become one. And we yes. don't get to know her. You know what I mean? Right. We don't know who she is. And, and she mm -hmm. isn't given the room to even do that like to even show right. us who she is i mean even when you I look know. at the cast that she's with they don't give her the room to even you know get to know her themselves right you know we're what episode right. three and all of a the sudden they're talking about how her and luann are suddenly good friends it's like no let me see that relationship develop and let mm -hmm. me see luann get to know ebony you know what i mean yeah. which we don't, totally. we don't we don't get to see more dimensions to her. I think it's really mm -hmm. unfair that the position that we put her in, especially because, you know, there are still a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm tired of this conversation. And like, I understand it's been a very heavy, fatiguing year. And a lot of people are like, I just want to tune it out. I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk race. I understand where that fatigue is coming from. It's still necessary that we need to still be able to see these conversations being had. But I feel like because so many people feel like it's fatiguing. They're tuning out. They're not listening to yeah. the conversation. And so they're just disengaging. And it's like, well, that's the wrong approach. Because if we sprinkled these conversations throughout the season and had other storylines, I think more people would be more willing to tune into the full episode and follow the full story arc of the right. season. And then they would be have they would be retaining all of this information and actually taking in some of these conversations. I just, I don't think, I think Ramona Lewin and, and uh, Sonia are phoning it in this season. I think they're just not even giving us anything. I think Leah's in mm -hmm. a really bad, Leah's in the position that Dorinda was in last season where she kind of just maybe shouldn't have come back this season. And mm. then I think, you know, if we had other players in the mix, I think it would have kind of balanced things out a little bit. Yeah, that that's my biggest critique is the casting 
Like, and it's like, not only do we need more players, we need like more diversity. Like, I yeah. don't like this concept of like dropping one black person in a group of white women. Yeah. Cause then it's going to be that conversation yeah. always. And it's you unfair know? to, and it's unfair to that one black woman that you're bringing into the conversation because then that's, that exactly. becomes her role without realize mm-hmm. it like she's just as much a whole person as anybody else on this cast and right. we can't limit her to mm-hmm. that one role on the cast absolutely no i totally agree i've said that before like whenever when it comes to you know garcelle and ebony whenever i do my critiques of the overall show i find myself not feeling safe enough to critique my black sisters like in the way that i would critique the white ones because i feel this protection over them where i'm like oh well we only have one you know yeah I hear you. You know, I don't, they don't, I don't get to critique them at the level that I would normally because they don't get the space to do that. They don't get to be fully flawed. And even me, like, I don't feel safe enough to be able to do that. So I definitely think it's about more diversity, not just one. And yeah. all shades of brown and black. All shades of brown and black. Well, so, so there are rumors swirling that they're looking to shake up the cast and that they are looking to bring in Carolina Bermudez, who is a Latina yeah. woman. She's a radio host out in New York. What do you think about bringing her into the mix? I think that sounds great. I think she would be a great addition. A radio host, so she seems like she would have a lot to say. You know, she's used to being able to express herself and communicate and interview and kind of getting to that hot topic of what people want to hear. And, you know, uh, Ebony works in broadcasting. So I think it would be a good fit. I think her and maybe another. Like, how many more do you think? Like, let's say the cast, let's say we kept the people that are on. Do you think they would need three? How many in addition? Or do you think that they should just scrap all the OGs? Like, what do you think is the casting, the best casting choice? I think we do. Or ideal. Yeah, I think Sonia definitely needs to be demoted to a friend up. I think she hasn't had a real strong storyline in many seasons. And she's very one note. And she has been the same one note since the beginning. She's fun. She adds a little flavor to the mix. But I don't think she needs to be an apple holder. Um, Ramona and Luann, I just, I feel like they're phoning it in. So they either need to step it up or step out and maybe just give us some cameos. But I think we do need to add in some new players. We do need, I mean, I would love to see Tinsley come back as much as I didn't really enjoy Tinsley when she was on the show. Then I feel like she's young and she's able to balance out Leah a little bit more than if we bring in Carolina, we have Ebony. I think if we can bring in a younger group of women that are hustlers in New York, I think that would be compelling to watch. And then you bring in Sonia and Luann and even Ramona just for a couple of like fun one-off scenes just to satiate the OG fans. I think that sounds good. Yeah. I like, I like the idea too of making sure that we do have that range of ages because I don't want it to get away from that 40 and up age range because I, I love to see women on TV in that age range because you don't find that really anywhere else. So I want, even if it's, if it's, if it's not Sonia Lou or Ramona, I I think it would be nice to bring in like an older woman that's like really established and quick wit and just like a really strong addition, but that's also older. What do you think of, of Dorinda? Ah, over her you know she got a, she got a little dark for me last season yeah like I, I i don't like to see people like drink and get like really like verbally nasty and um just like a lot of the bullying with tinsley and 
I don't know when she drinks, it just gets a little dark for me. Like it does, it's not fun for me anymore when she gets to that point. Like even the scene where she was like going so hard on Sonia about like the easy pass on her vagina, like stuff like that. I don't like that. Do you think that because we, in her earlier seasons on the show, embraced her getting drunk and doing clip, clip that she thought, oh, this is my shtick. This is my thing. Let me push it and let me really, and I need, and I have this pressure to deliver drama. Let me do, let me amp it up. And then it just got dark. That's what happened. Absolutely. Do you think that she should come back or do you think her time on the show is done? Um, okay. I think that she will be back. I would be okay if she didn't come back, but I think that if she were to take a break and kind of, you know, reset, I think she would be a good mix because she's pretty good about like, you know, no BS. Like she'll call people out and she really is, you know, she's, she's a pretty real woman. So I think she like the mix that we were talking about with like the Leah and the Tinsley and Ebony and Carolina is Caroline or Carolina, Caroline, Caroline. I think that would be an interesting mix, but only if, which I don't think she's doing the type of work though, Yeah. that on her off time, I don't think she's doing the work that's going to be required for her to come back and actually to me be someone that is like positive yeah. and not only just toxic. Like she's very toxic to me. So if she were to do that work, yes, but I don't think she is, but I do think she'll be back and be just as dark as ever. I think she needs a little more time off. I don't think she should come back next season. Um, and I think yeah. as viewers, we need to miss her. Like, I think that's why so many people got so excited about Heather Dubrow returning to OC. Yeah. Because enough time had passed to where all the people that hated her are like, oh, yeah, let's actually bring her back. Yeah. So Andy was on Heather Dubrow's podcast, and he said that there is another... Heather Dubrow situation happening on another Housewives franchise where an older, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an OG, but like a familiar fan favorite is going to be returning, but they're going to keep it a secret as much as they can. Who do you think could potentially, some people are thinking maybe it's Sheree or um, people said Dorinda, maybe Tinsley. I'm trying to think of the other names that came up. Sheree was one of them on Atlanta which I think is probably one of the most likely options. I think so, yeah. Or Phaedra. Phaedra was the other one. Yeah, okay, so I do think that it would be Atlanta. And the only reason why I wouldn't say Phaedra is because I don't know what term she's on with Candy. Mm. And Candy is like the head bitch on that show. You know what I mean? So if Candy is not having it, then they're not going to bring her back on. Now, Sheree, I can see. When I was on Watch Happens Live, and I remember when I said Sheree, Andy was into it. He was like, well, let me give her a contract. Like, and obviously we're on TV, so, you know, whatever. But, like, it didn't seem like something that they weren't into. So, I could see it being Sheree. And if Sheree's so fun and she's so good, Sheree is good. Who gonna check me, boo? Yes. Um, The bone collector. Do you, would you prefer Sheree over Phaedra? No. I love Phaedra. (laughs) Like, Phaedra to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she makes me laugh like her re- Phaedra the Southern Belle honey I just love her whole like vibe and her whole like persona of being like donkey booty but like Southern Belle like it's just so funny to me and her reads are so good like because Sheree is more like she'll go and drop the bone and leave it you know what I mean but Phaedra gives me like that follow through like she'll yeah. really go toe to toe you know she really can spar so I, I would say Phaedra, but I, I doubt that it would be Phaedra. I could see it being Sheree over Phaedra. It seemed like a lot, of people, a, a lot of people want Phaedra back, but I think the most likely 
person is going to be Sheree. And somebody asked her, I think, in like an Instagram comment, and she just responded with that emoji with the money tongue or with like the money coming out of your Uh, mouth. She put a few of those emojis as a response. What that means? Are they in negotiations? Does she want money, more money to come back? I don't know. But yeah, I hope so. I love her. And I loved her and Portia together when they were like freaking fried. I thought that was so fun. What do you think the dynamic will be with Portia and Kenya coming into the new season? Oh, God, that is going to be whoo! It's going to be rough. Like Kenya is going to have a field day with all this stuff with the Fallon. Like yes. she's going to drag her through the mud. Like you think she went hard on her for Bolo? Oh, she's never going to let her live that one down. She's going to slut shame her, call her a homework and hoe every chance she gets. She's going to be like, look, I told you she was a hoe. Look at her. Like I can already see Kenya. Like I am not. <sighs> Portia better get ready. I- I'm worried. For- this is going to be a rough season for her. I feel like like because she was like yeah. so praised last season. Everyone loved Portia. And now everyone's like, bitch, that wasn't the move. I would have loved to. I I would love to see Fallon make like a couple of cameos with Portia. I don't think that'll be happening, though. No, 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 no. I don't think so either. I think Fallon's probably Fallon's done. done. Yeah, Fallon's done. But I just I mean, only because like that's the best way to stick it to Portia is to come back on the show with Kenya. Give us a couple of moments, a few reads and keep it moving yeah yeah you know what i could do without on atlanta is drew yeah i'm not a big drew fan i didn't love i didn't hate her but i didn't love her and i think that's how you know when a housewife doesn't work is when you don't have a strong yeah emotion to her like teddy mellencamp everybody hates teddy mellencamp but she's like one of the most tweeted about in the past two seasons aside from erica and it's like even if you hate the housewife enough, like you still make them relevant by constantly talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. The things like the things that were important to Drew and the things that she made a really big deal on the show were just so silly to yeah. me. Like, the, the, and that happens a lot, but just like for me, I was like the, the prophet. And then like, it's like, Oh, the blessing, the baby. Like, I'm like, what? Were you a fan of her, I- her white elephant gift, the wig? No, no, I was not. I was not amused. I'd have been like, bitch, I've spent a hundred dollars. What a thousand dollars. I spent a thousand dollars. No way that. Yeah, I wasn't into that at all. Wrong audience, wrong crowd. And just like. It didn't land. It was a bad joke. No, it didn't. Yes. Do you watch? The some- thing, this is why this, I'll tell you this. This is why I know that I'm not a fan of Drew, because she made me like Kenya and I don't mm. really like Kenya. And she made Kenya likable. So there's that. I like Kenya. I like her for like the villain role that she, like the same reason I love like Brandy Glanville. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, I agree with that. What do you think about Kim Richards and her book? It's finally been, it was, it was rumored to be canceled last year and they've now revived it and it's coming out BravoCon weekend. Oh, great. I'll, I'll read it. Sign me up. What do you think about Kim Richards in general? We saw her coming out of Craig's with Kathy and and Kyle, and she seemed a little out of it. I worry for her. She's one of those people where I'm like, 
I don't think she needs to be on the show. I don't know that she's stable enough to be able to withstand the, the pressure and like everything that's involved with having to like show up and be on like that. It's a lot for someone that struggles with like substance abuse and whatever mental situation that she has going on. So while I find her very entertaining, I think it's best that she stays out of the spotlight. But I think Kim is like one of like, she's one of those people where I watch the show and I have no idea what's going to come out of her mouth, what she's going to do, who she's going to throw. Like she will, she's the type that will tell all your family business. Yeah. <laughs> After you just said, don't say this Let's to anyone. Let's not talk about the you husband. Know? Right. <laughs> so I love me some Kim, but I worry for her, which is why I want to read that book. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll definitely be reading that. Oh, yeah. I'm I already pre there's not even a cover and I'm already ready to give her my money. Honestly, she might. Be. OK, so obviously, Kathy is like everyone loves Kathy. Um, But before I met Kathy, like Kim was my preferred yeah. Richard sister. Oh, 100%. I want to see the three of them together. I hope we get that next Uh, season. Did you see that little small glimpse we got on this past episode when Kyle was like, oh, well, you know, sometimes you snap at me and then Kathy's like, oh, do I? And I was like, oh, here it is. And then they kind of moved on. I was like, it was right there. Like, there's that sister dynamic that we've been waiting on. Yes. (laughs) I need to see the three of them. I need the trifecta together. I don't need Kathy to be yes. a diamond holder. Kathy and Kim no, are no, no. great as just like side characters. Like let Kyle keep her diamond and just give me glimpses of, of Kim and Kathy. Yes. Cause my concern with Kathy is I feel like if she does have a diamond, then she might say something that might piss me off. Yeah. Like she might reveal a little bit of something. something cause the, the, don't forget. She is a privileged white woman yeah. who married into money, lives in her bubble, doesn't have a lot of that, you know, you know, so certain people like that, they're fun and they're amusing when you get them in doses. Yeah. So I think it, like you said, she doesn't need a diamond because then she might turn me off and then we'll have a problem. So then we'll I find think out she, she was complicit in sending Paris to that boarding school. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, she's good right now. She sleeps in while the cast does their trips. Yes. She walks around with her mic in her hand. Zero fucks. She's the honey. She's the new honey badger. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm enjoying her. Uh, do you watch Summer House? I do. Did you like the last season? I thought this last season was I their best. I loved it. What? I thought it was their best. Oh, yeah. I thought you said, I thought it was trash. No. I was going to jump to the screen. Like, what? No, I loved this past season of Summer House. It was my favorite. When that show was airing, it was my favorite show on Bravo. Like, it was like the show I was looking most forward to every week. I love it. Yeah, the first three seasons were a little... Matt, once we got rid of the work as twins, then I was like, okay, we we can do this. Not that I didn't like mm-hmm. them, but I just think that that original mix just didn't take the show to the place that it had. It always had potential, but it didn't take it to that place. And then once we brought in Paige and Hannah, I think that really elevated the show. Um, yeah. What do you, are you going to miss Hannah Burner? No. I don't think anybody is. I'm uh, not. I'm not. So we might be losing <laughs> another like primary cast member i know who do you think i think it's gonna be carl radke really i think he's ready like if you look at his last season and even if you look at him at the reunion i think he's ready to kind of sail off into the sunset he lost his brother he's sober now the show is very much based off of like us getting drunk together in this house and partying and being messy you know what i mean whereas like even with vanderpump rules like eventually the show had to graduate to another point and we tried to force it to still be what it was by like forcing them to work at sir and then we tried to bring in all these other cast members that worked at the restaurant 
I think he's I think his time is done. I think oh, he, I think he might be so over sad. it. Yeah. That you is know my what? Prediction. Like that as sad as that makes me, I love that for him. If that is what he needs to do to protect his sobriety and his, you know, mental space. And honestly, like my first question was gonna be like, oh, like you're gonna turn down that check? Like, what are you gonna do now? But he's still gonna benefit from the show yeah. because lover boy, boy, hello. Yeah. So he kind of gets the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know? He doesn't need I don't think he needs the paycheck from the show anymore. I I don't think he cares about the fame. I think he's happy doing lover boy and he's happy running that business that he can that can sustain him and keep him afloat. I think he's gotten to the point where I'm sure his lover boy paycheck is comfortable enough for him to be able to walk away from Summer House. It's obviously not Summer House money, but like you said, he's still going to profit from it. And I'm pretty sure we'll get a couple of cameos with him and Kyle, maybe him coming out to dinner yeah. sometime. Um, but I think I'm happy. I hate to see him go, but I'm happy to see him leave because I think he's just ready to yeah. move on to the next chapter of his life. I agree. I agree. I would rather see him go out like this than the way Hannah went out. Where like we lost Hannah because we, she just became so insufferable. Yes. Or to see him come back and compromise, you know, everything that he's working on just to give us good TV. Yeah. Because even if you think about it, like he probably was like reflecting on himself like, okay, so basically the most drama filled episode was the fight that he had with Luke and he was wasted. And so he probably feels like, okay, so I, that's what they, that's what they like. And if he doesn't feel that, that, you know, is a part of what his lifestyle is. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're making a lot of sense, but I'm, I'm just sad. I always I'm make sad sense. about it. <laughs> um, no, that, that scene, the, the fight is what Sasha, that's what my wet dreams are made of. Oh my God. I know. I know. Luke, I know. Carl. It was everything, everything, everything. It was that whole season, man. I love that season. It was so good because like, I am not, I'm one of those people that can't stand Luke. So it was just like, so fun to see like everything that went down. Like, I just loved it. It was good. Are you looking forward to Vanderpump? Okay. So, you know, I have heard rumors that the new cast members are like really trying hard to like play up and be the people that they think that the audience wants to see. And like, okay, so I'm going to be the Stassi and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. Like your role is this. And so for that, I'm not looking forward to it because I'm like, okay, don't decide for me who you are. Let us decide that. And the show's been on for so long now. Like it's not going to have that magic like it did before where right. it was like, you know, this real group of friends. It's going to be people that have been watching it and they know what they can get from being on a reality show. So for that reason, I'm not, but I would like to see like catch up with everyone. Like I still would, I still want to know what, Katie's do I know a lot of people like they don't care about these kids but I still want to know what Sheena's up to and Katie like and Schwartz and Sandoval and Ariana like I still like those that crew of people I was at uh, uh sir last night James and Raquel Sheena they were all there they were so nice Raquel was working honey like she was breaking a sweat waiting those tables I was like yes honey do your work like do your thing and James was there so I want them to you know be able I don't want I, I don't think it's fair for like the show to because the people that were problematic are gone now that the people that weren't problematic don't get have to still to have a job yeah. and have a platform. You know what I'm saying? So for that reason, I want to support the OGs, but the newbies. Eh. Well, I think the I'm thing with, I think the thing with the newbies is that they, so my understanding of what happened last season with the newbies is they didn't get a salary and that the OGs didn't get their original salaries either. They had to work per scene. So that's why you see a lot of that. That's why you see Stassi going to Dana's stand-up show. 
because Stassi's like, I have to get my oh. paycheck and I have to deliver scenes because I'm not getting a, a season salary. I'm getting paid for every scene that I do that makes the show. And so and oh. the, the newbies only got 2000 like a stipend for the entire season. That's all they earned. What? Because if they delivered, they would be upgraded to a, a primary cast member in the next season and they would be making more money. Oh so I think that's the same strategy Bravo's using this season is here's your little paycheck. And if you deliver, then not only do you get an opening credit, but you can get upgraded and earn bonuses and then become one of the primaries. Wow. Is that legal? Like two grand for a whole season? That doesn't is this not in the union? Are they non-union? I think they're non-union. Well, it's like new uh Real Housewives of New York. That that first season they only made like what eighteen hundred. So crazy. I mean, I don't know if it's legal or what, I mean, but I, I mean, so. if you sign the contract and you say I agree to yeah. these terms. You know, and right. I think they try to sell them on the fact that like, well, you know, look at all of these, you know, look at what happened to Stassi. She had a podcast right. and a book and Kristen had a book and, you know, you can build yourself up to this level with the platform yeah. that the show gives you. Right, right. Wow. So you're thinking that with that same strategy, they're going to be thirsty as yeah. fuck because they're not getting paid and they're trying to earn their keep yep. just for the next season coming up. That doesn't make for very good TV. I mean, it can, but then at the same time, it's like there's a very thin line. Like, I love to watch a thirsty bitch that's reckless and has no shame. But at the same time, when it starts to feel forced, then I'm not interested. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see, you know, if they're able. I, I think Charlie is um, going to be someone that will shine this season. I didn't what do you love think? Charlie. I think so, but too. I think and I think people season, love her. season for her. I just No, I think she's going to get a good edit, though. Oh, probably, probably because she's the only newbie that they brought back this season. I mean, aside from Raquel. And because and because the way she like, you know, kind of called out Jack, yeah. like everybody like loved her for that. And then he ended up actually getting fired and like she called for him to be fired. And boom, there it was. We shall see. <laughs> yes, we shall. Talk to me about the Bravo breakdown. Let people know what we can look forward to on your Instagram account. Well, I break down the shows. Usually um, I put so the my longer episodes are on my Patreon, but I usually on my page, I'll pick a moment. I'll break it down, put put the clips in there between my analysis and kind of give my hot take along with some sass and just a little bit of, you know, a sprinkle of my personality. And, you know, from that POV perspective, because I know like, you know, there's not a lot of us out there especially when it comes to like not only Bravo pages, but just like pop culture media in general, like there's not a lot of our voices. So a lot of times I'm always like, Oh, what's the freshest take? It's like, no, just be you. Like, what did you take away from watching the show as a black woman? So that's kind of like what I offer my page. I have that in my bio, like a black girl's experience watching some of our favorite Bravo shows. So I post every week. Um, I signed with embassy row um, in the spring. So I'm working on a project with them. So hopefully that'll be happening pretty soon. But in the meantime, you can find me on the ground. I love it. At the Bravo Breakdown, right? Yep. At the Bravo Breakdown and Patreon.com slash the Bravo Breakdown. That's it, guys. Go and give Sasha a follow at the Bravo Breakdown. Sign up for that Patreon so you get all the juicy tea. I always tell people, I don't have a Patreon. I have, I have a wine. Um, but I always tell people, <laughs> like, go and support people's Patreons because that's really where you dish on, like, the, the real yes. scoop and tea and you know you get more yes. than just the little snippets that that you can put out on Instagram totally whenever I do my Patreon there'll be things where I'm, I'm editing and I'm like ah oh, I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say that I'm like no 
these are my patrons. They're subscribed. Yeah. They're here. They want they that want unfiltered. All. You know, they want it all. So I leave everything in when I do my Patreon. So that's definitely where it's at. I love it. Thank you so much, Sasha. Everybody go and give Sasha a follow at the Bravo Breakdown. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And be sure to leave me a five-star review if you're listening to this on iTunes because I'm a millennial and I love that validation. And if you're watching this on YouTube, mm-hmm. then hit that subscribe button so that way you can always stay up to date with the latest tea that I'm spilling. I have a lot more Girardi stuff to come. So get ready and go buy my new wine, my Housewives Watching Wine at NoFilterWine.com. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bye.